for the past four weeks now and uh we get on that court is all business so that's what I, that's what i love about the staff we know when to have fun and when not to have fun and when it's business so i'm in nebraska right now uh enjoying it enjoying the weather is hot and uh <laughs> it's sure it <laughs> it, very hot here but uh i'm just here just me and my dog and that's it you got the dog there dude the same dog. little same same Kodo, man. It's oh Chelsea. My God. Dude, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got him. He, he can't go. Hey, listen, wherever I'm at, he's there. So That is crazy. You so you're taking go. it right after your dad, man. Hey, listen. Dog lovers, I, man. I've always had dogs in, in the household ever since I was a young kid, so I don't think I can go without having a dog. That is so crazy, man. All right, well, let's just uh, jump right into this process. Um, so take us back. So I know you graduated from Howard University. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get into Howard on the basketball team. Um, you're not a you're not the superstar of the team, but uh, but you gradually worked your way into more playing time and actually being able to get some real feel of basketball to where a senior yeah. year, then you really kind of knocked it out of the park to set yourself up to go over to seas. Kind of take because uh, I know a lot of young guys right now, basketball or football, you know, any sports, man, is, uh, they're, they're trying to use these as, a, as an awesome way to be able to get free college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm all about getting the free money. Uh, but what we want to do is kind of let them know that uh, just getting there is not the easy part. It's the stick and stay, right? So, <laughs> <Right. laughs> so kind of walk us through, you know, Howard University and then how did, you know, how did that process work? Uh, and then on to being able to make it over to uh, getting that first sign and deal over in uh, overseas. Um, you know, before I got to Howard University was, I mean, it was almost a long shot even getting to Howard University. I mean, coming out of Belleville High School, uh, kind of uh, underrated school, overlooked school in the suburbs, kind of the country at that time. Uh, I played with some great, basketball players the name of a few martin smarco james holmes a lot of these guys mm-hmm. alex davenport tyler jones rob you know remember rob and oh, yeah, last rob, name. Yeah. yeah so all these guys they currently played overseas or retired right now but we were just overlooked and uh we were a team that we were tough nosed we played defense and we got after it and we just jailed and when you when you have a group of guys like that that jail and uh are one, we start winning a lot of games and start creating a lot of noise for ourselves. Okay. And I, that that senior year, before that senior year happened, I think me personally, I just put the work in. You know, that just comes from my background. Uh, my mom, you know, she's a grinder. She wakes up early, four o'clock to this day to go to work, you know, and I'm watching her and my dad, he's a grinder and my grandma and the, the list goes on everybody just everybody just works 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 they don't complain they just work and that summer i just put in the time i put in the time because i wanted to go to college and i, I tell people all the time i think i used to tell you this i didn't have a scholarship right going into <laughs> my senior <laughs> year i didn't i played on team michigan i played on the family i played on these top au teams and i didn't i didn't get the looks like that but I stuck with the process. I stuck right. with the process. I continued to grind. My dad was on me tough. I mean, we was in the gym two, three, four times a day. And that year, you know, just to fast forward, that year I kind of had, you know, I guess you want to say a breakout season. 
You know, yeah. we played well. We ended up going uh, to the quarterfinals. I believe it was the quarterfinals because that previous year we went to the final four and we played in the Breslin. And that was my junior year. The next year we went to the quarterfinals and we lost to Murray Wright. That that day still hunts me to this day. So <laughs> it, 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 still, it still hunts me. But, you know, uh, you know, those guys on that team, they pushed me. My coaching staff, they pushed me. Like I said, my dad, my family, my mom, they, everybody just pushed me to be the best I can be. And I remember playing at Ipsy. I was playing at Ipsy High. It was a away game. And my dad used to uh, make the DVDs of my games. He used to make okay. DVDs, and he would send them out in the mail. And I uh, – Assistant coach Aki Collins, he got a hold of it and told the head coach Frankie Allen at the time about me. And they end up coming to that game, end up coming to that game. And I oh, just wow. had a, yeah, they <laughs> end up coming to that game. And I had a great game. I had a great game. And they offered me on the spot after that game. And I tell people it only Man. takes, yeah, it only takes one time, one, one good game. That, that is like, okay, we're going to, we got to stop right here. Go ahead, right? go ahead. Because see, the thing is that these kids are grinding right? Mm-hmm. So they're grinding for this opportunity. They're trying to build right. up all this noise. Right. And really need to understand that it is really, it, you can grind all your life. One kid can show up that day yeah. and have a game of his lifetime mm-hmm. and get a scally and you don't even get a scally. <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, and this yeah. is what I'm talking about the process on, and I'm not using it to say that you know, hey, kids, you know, you don't have to grind all day. No, still yeah. grind. I tell my son, you need no, you to be shooting to. 500 yeah. shots a day. <laughs> like, absolutely, absolutely. But the thing is, is that, but the process behind always being ready. So that's what I took away, like, all the years that we've been together. That was probably, like, one of your biggest things uh, was always be ready. Like, you have to be ready. If you're not ready, then there's gotcha. no need for you to step on the court. And so being ready was always your response to any type of te- anything that anybody would say is that mm-hmm. either you weren't ready or you were ready. So, exactly. and I'm bringing this up because then kind of as, so as dads, so you're talking to like people like me who has a son right. that plays basketball. So kind of give us some, some, uh, some insight on the, uh, the relationship that you and your dad had. Now I met your dad, your dad is <laughs> hardcore, right? This yep, is, and yep. he's my guy. Like he's hardcore drilled down yep. old school, ashy hand type dude. Right. It's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like That's real. It, it, no, real talk. It just oh. was like flip the tires in the dirt, the mud, the rain, the snow. I don't care what it is. If you told yeah. me you're trying to bank it, then we going to make it. So, oh, so kind of give people the insight on your and on top of that you and your dad have a great relationship yeah, um, yeah. so kind of drill us in or take us into that like how how that relationship built and 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 strengthen over those uh hardcore years when i know he was riding you like crazy well i, I look at it i look at it like this i look at it like this i i and this may come off the wrong way my parents were the producers they was behind they was behind the scenes right and i was mm-hmm. i guess i was the, the the backup singer or you can call it the, <laughs> the the lead singer you know what i'm saying but right. they were the ones that that they made they molded me right they yeah. they made me who i am today so yeah. i i take no credit for that what i i tell people what you you know you know what you're taught whatever your parents teach you that's who you're going to become so right that's uh, good. i'm i'm a firm believer in that um it's just my 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 background and not just mom and dad it was my grandparents they were hardcore as well but you know just to go to my dad my dad 
if some of the stuff that <laughs> some of the stuff that he did with me, if kids would have saw that now, they would have thought it was abuse. Listen, and when, that's real. When he was talking to me about it, I thought, yeah. "Holy smoke, that's." When he would come was, to those practices and watch the kids be all whiny and oh man, well, it drove he, him crazy. Well, you gotta understand, <laughs> you know, he's a he's militant. He's military guy. You know, yeah. it's A, B, and C. You know, right. and that's the same thing. That's why him and my mom connect because don't get it twisted. You know, my dad was tough, but my mom might might she might have been tougher. You know what I'm saying? My mom <laughs> don't she don't play to this day. You know, I'm a this, the, some of the decisions that I make, I'm afraid to make them because of I'm thinking about what my mama going to say. Your mama was always smiling, dude. She was, yeah, you know. yeah. You know, and that's, and that's, that's sometimes what I get. I get that from her because I'll be, it sounds bad, I'll be real, I'll smile, <laughs> I'll smile on your face, but when we get on that court, yeah. I'm trying to take your head off. And I right. got that from her. So yeah. it's kind of like, it's, it, it's a balance. Yeah. But, you know, my dad, like you said, flipping tires and duck walks from one, <laughs> one, one stop sign to another. And he'll tell you to do it again because he felt like it wasn't right. And he'll, yeah. he'll try to break you until he got you to the point where you did cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? He just wanted to test you to see if I listen, if I can break you down, no coach is ever going to be able to to get to you. You know what I'm saying? No coach is ever yeah. going to put you through stuff that I'm going to put you through. So, you know, I, I, I took those things and, you know, when I'm in tough situations, I always go back to those days when I was outside in the cold shooting. And, you know, I told my dad, I would lie and say, yeah, I did make 20 in the snow. And he knew I didn't make 20 in the snow. <laughs> you know what I mean? My hands is freezing and right. I want to cry. I'm just trying to think of excuses, but you know, he was tough, man. He was tough. And, you know, he would, him and my mom would put me around people that were just as tough as he was. So my AAU coaches were tough, you know, yeah. and I say it again, if some of these, <laughs> if these <laughs> kids were with some of my AAU coaches, they wouldn't make it. I know, dude. They were tough, man. Yeah. And it was so funny. Me and Q was, uh, look, Q was reminiscing, right? And so mm -hmm. I, we, 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 and we laughed about this because, so Q was like this timid kid. Right. Uh, 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 basketball IQ, very high. Uh, actually understood the game, could dribble all this good stuff, but he just was very timid. Like, mm -hmm. very, very timid. Like, you know, you say, boo, this dude is like moving out the way. <laughs> uh, and I we both laughed because, and I don't even know if you remember, but the, that day when you had worked him out, and then at the end of all the workout, you had that dude run with the sandbag. Do you remember oh, yeah. that? We were outside. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that dude started crying. And I remember you coming in and that dude was out there crying. And you was like, dude, he crying, man. You want me to stop? And I was like, literally, instantly, I kind of had your dad's mentality, which is if this dude can get past this one sector, right? Like if yeah. he can make it past this. Mm -hmm. then it'll show me that you have endurance to be able to play the game mm -hmm. because no one is really going to, you know, your dad is probably the, now it, I'm, I'm truthful. Right. And then yeah. I was lucky to be able to find somebody like you who was actually very truthful and honest about yeah. the skill set. So I wasn't coming in there talking about Q as some phenom. No, Q worked yeah. extremely hard mm -hmm. to become a, a, a good basketball player. And we're talking right. extremely because he wasn't athletic. He didn't have any of that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a pivotal moment 
uh, for him because we asked him like, yo, dude, do you want to stop? Yeah, we did. And I he looked that. at us with tears in his eyes and said, no, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. And yeah, this dude finished the game, finished the workout, cried all the way into the car, wiped his tears off, got his water. We had a long talk all the way home. And I'm like, dude, I can't believe that you did that. And he was like, yeah. well, I'm not going to never give up. Like I learned right there that this dude was actually way more tougher then really? I, he had a timid exterior, but this dude heart was as tough as nails. And uh, you haven't seen him play in a while. And I wish you were here because you would actually be very proud of his extreme toughness. <laughs> I, be I believe you. I mean, he I is like really tough. I mean, the dude is like five, seven, and he probably makes more ball baskets laying the ball up on the rim. And I got people who are watching who can contest that. This dude goes to the basket, and he goes to the basket to this day because of the part two, which is the <laughs> one of the things he used to slap the kids with. <laughs> the pads, you know. <laughs> dude, we laughed. This was probably about two weeks ago. We laughed about that dude because he was like, Dad, I cannot believe that I even survived Coach Daryl slapping me with those pads. But we're trying, I, I, and, and I'm going to tell you what, the pads probably was tougher than the sandbag, right? I was cringing, oh, yeah. like, this dude is killing my son. Oh, and yeah. I, you know, it's like, and I mean, some dads was getting pissed off. It was like, yo, I don't know about this and blah, blah, blah. But it was like, at the end of it, this dude was still like, yo, I got practice day at five, dad. I'm like, you going back. Like, this is, like, he didn't want to, then eventually he didn't want to miss practice like he did not want to miss practice even though he um, knew he was going to get killed in practice well you know where um, some of that comes from is, is that you know I, I put myself in Q's situation when you don't want to quit with your dad around like that's <laughs> right. that's the biggest no-no like you're right you don't want to let your dad down now maybe you might get you know you might get you know slide by with your mom or you know because mommy right. that's your baby and this and the third but right. you know when my dad would smack me with them pads on that floor and rob would tell you man we used to go to the gym my dad be singing in the car having a great time and, and as soon as we get to the gym it was like everything just switched like his whole face just switched Oh. And he bringing out pads and cones, and we like, man, what's about to happen? He'll literally have us dribbling with our left hand at one end, dribble with our left hand back, and he'd just knock us out the way. And he'd just be yelling, if y'all can go through this, right. y'all ain't y'all gonna be able to go. And we, by season time, it was kind of like anybody touched us, it was like, yeah, Mr. Hudson. Yeah. You know, and my dad, that was a time when he was on them weights hard and all that. <laughs> I mean, he was brolic, man. So, yeah, he's you know, a big guy. Sure. A lot of, if you're, the relationship, I built that relationship with my dad. Like that was, that's my guy. My mom, that's my, that's my lady. My dad is like, he's anything, I, anything that happened to me, I'm calling him, man. I'm calling him. I'm asking him first. Like dad, what you that's think, what you think? But that was the relationship we built over time. I mean, my dad can have do overtime at work and he'll be the first one up outside. And we just doing jumps. He spent that time. Yeah. So anybody that's out there, they, you know, that has a son, you know, just from my experience, yeah, my dad took the time, my mom took the time, my grandma took the time, even when they were dead tired and didn't want to do it. If that was my dream, if that was my sister's dream, they were going to do whatever they could to make that happen, yeah. you know. So I, I built that trust, you know. I knew my parents was going to have me from day one, <laughs> and they right. still got me. So that's just where it was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and that's the part I liked about uh, 
about the whole process. Uh, let's dive. We're going to dive in. I like that conversation because it takes us right into, because uh, you use the word for your, uh, for Belleville school, basketball team was overlooked. And I remember yeah. uh, you were training for a few years and you were like, yo, Q, I think I'm going to start the AAU up. And I'm like, well, let's, you know, we had, you had a group of, you had a, 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 a very uh, dedicated uh, driven set of kids. I think we were probably about like 13 or 14 deep. Uh, mm-hmm. And I say that because I was like literally right with the beginning. So, uh, and then you started it up, man. And the name of that, that first AAU team was Team Overlooked. Um, <laughs> and yep. it was hilarious because I remember the first year when you had the, uh, the, uh, the tryouts and we dang near filled up that other side of Romulus Wreck. And we were all blown away, like, what the heck just happened? Yeah, I didn't didn't think it was going to happen, man. Dude, we we had like 13 or 14 kids, and then all of a sudden all of these kids show up um, to be part of Team Overlook. Um, I like what that whole team stood for. Every kid that was on that team was um, was an overlooked, kid like yep. nobody was really pushing for him nobody was like yo this dude is going to be this this guy's going to be that uh but everybody if you go follow majority of the kids that daryl uh had trained or coached or whatever those kids are having a great time playing basketball yeah i mean look at imani i mean he was part he he was a part of the daryl hudson training and development right along with another great father elgin you know bates uh big shout out to Bates over there but uh he's another dad that I looked at man up close and far away like that is the time you have to spend with your son and that guy you know your your sons are only around man for so long before they pull a move like you right out there in Jackson (laughs) (laughs) so uh so my thing is that kind of walk us through the AAU process like really uh how did that start because uh, we were strong with AAU, and then I kind of saw your mind take a shift, and then it started going this way, this way, this way. But your mind was shifting because you were you had another goal in mind, uh, and yeah. this is not a bad thing. Like I don't want anybody thinking that, you know, oh man, I got played or this. But this dude had a plan from the beginning, and that's why I have him on the show because the process was real to go from you know a college student that wasn't like the best of best. But to have a dream and a process to have parents that backed you a thousand percent, mm-hmm. uh, built your name up around development, because mm-hmm. that's where we're going now. This guy became one of the top skill development trainers in Michigan. And I'm sure it was across, you know, other states. Uh, but I know here in Michigan, yep. you were rocking out. And I know before the AAU went down, you were all the way in Cali doing stuff uh i I remember and that's when i saw that shift is that this dude people are starting to spot this guy for that hard work like the process that you put in all your life that hard work started showing and so it was almost inevitable that you wasn't gonna be able to stay here because people wanted you to bring that mindset to their kids Uh, and so let's let's talk about that like let's talk about u of m (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's, that's, I mean, that's where it kicked off. Like it, it really kicked off with U of M and how did that all come about? And then take us from U of M right on into Jackson. Okay. So um, the first part, obviously I was in the skill development and that was, that's my, that's my passion. I love, you know, I don't want to use the word training. I mean, the training, everybody's a trainer nowadays. Right. You know what I'm saying? So 
I just love inspiring and, and coaching young men and young, young women. Uh, and I got into that and I remember going my last year, I believe I was in Luxembourg. I was playing and one of my kids, Cody Freeman, I don't know if you remember Cody. I do remember uh, Cody. He was a point guard of mine, kind of a little hefty little kid, can yep. play very crafty. And I remember him, he used to call my, like Skype. I think Skype was going on at the time. And he would call me and be like, listen, my coaches aren't helping me try to get over, like trying to get to college. And I, I used to just be at home just like, what? Like these kids can play. Like I don't care about Division One, Division Two. Right, right. I just want you to go to school. You know, right. it's our job as coaches, you know, a lot of coaches use these kids where, you know, we're supposed to be helping them out. That's what we're here for. You know what right. I'm saying? Everybody's thinking right. about their own agenda and what right. they're trying to accomplish. But it's about if you're going to be a coach, if you're going to skill development, whatever you're going to do, make sure it's about the kids first and foremost. Right. That's it. Right? right. So that when that year when I came back, that's when you said that's my mind started going in a different way. I was like, well, you know what? I think I'm going to give up playing basketball. Right. Started, that is what happened. Yep. Yeah. The, the business side of the basketball was kind of over. I was already, already in my 10th year and I was kind of like, you know what? Let's try to do something different. So I had to take that jump, had to leap. Like I was kind of caught in between like, nah, I'm giving up basketball at the age of 30. I think right. I'm like 29. Right. You know, I'm, I'm still in my prime. But my passion and my heart kept telling me to help these kids. So that's when I started the Team Overlook team. And I knew the kids were talented, but they weren't the kids that everybody in the state wanted. You know, right. they didn't. Right. But these kids worked extremely, extremely, extremely hard. Right. And I felt like, you know, I think one of my gifts that I have is to inspire kids. Yes, I'm tough on you. Yes. I'm a getting your butt, but at the same time, every kid can say that Coach Hudson loved them. Right. You know what I'm saying, Coach? And Hudson they played did. hard. Listen, they played hard, play, man. They played hard. You know that was like probably one of my biggest things is that it was amazing that you could have all these coaches lined up to do a job, uh, but those kids played hard for you. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is that there's a lot of awesome, great coaches out there yeah. that kids play. Like if you have a group of kids that play hard, man, you're a fantastic coach. Like if, yeah. I hate to say it. I know the kids are talented. I know that. But do you know yeah. how hard it is to inspire kids yeah. to go out there and leave everything on the line, man? It, it takes a lot. And I do take my hat off that the kids were able to play. I mean, wow. literally, I watched you come and show up on a scene. Like, <laughs> Listen, on the scene, we down by 20. You show up on the scene done with your game, and you would come in, take the pad, call a timeout right in the middle of the game, just timeout. Everybody come here, and it will be a lot of yelling and a lot of helpless Jesus. <laughs> well, well, kids, this is, this is the thing. Kids, we, as adults, sometimes we think kids are, are fools. They're not right. fools, man. They're not. They're, they're very, very smart. So if they a kid feel like they can, they can slide and they can get away with something, right. they're going to do it, but they don't realize the consequences that's, a, that's occurring, like, right. which means I'm down by 20 because you want to take a shortcut. Right. So it wasn't – man, there's plenty of coaches that's way better than I am as far as the X and O's. I'm still learning to this day, but what I didn't, what I didn't accept – was you're not going to cheat right. and you're going to go hard every, every minute, yeah. every possession. <laughs> right. I don't care what it is. You're going to go hard. Right. And if you're not going to go hard, you're sitting down, man. You're going to sit. 
you're going to sit. And I was all about me personally. It was about giving chances. I didn't yep. care about winning no games. Yeah. People, people don't understand that. I don't care about first place. I don't care about second place. None of that means anything. As long as these kids are understanding what it's going to take to be successful in life. Yeah. That's what it's about. Right. And when they know that, when they, when kids know that you care, they're willing to go through a wall for you, man. They'll yeah. go through a wall for you. I had kids that couldn't even play on the team. You know that. I had yeah. kids that couldn't even hoop. Couldn't but even do it. They'll get a stop on that court. <laughs> they'll I get mean, a key would. stop. You know, yeah, I used to have players come to me all the time like, Coach, why is he on the floor? Because he understands what he's – he knows his limitations. And then yep. you're going to love him when he do something that you need that you don't really want to do. You get right. what I'm saying? So, right. you know, it was all about, you know, the discipline part, man, and yeah. just being accountable. You got to be accountable when you're out here. Like, yeah. I, I won first-place trophies at with Team Overlooked, and ask me where those trophies are right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I think you said some key things, though, when you're talking about going through this process. You're really talking about going through a process where the discipline, you know, yeah. I, I remember you screaming out consistency mm-hmm. to where you would run the play, run the play. I mean, I remember practices where it, they would run the play like all day. Uh, and if they didn't even run the play, then they ran all day. Mm-hmm. Um, I see some of these coaches now that even that Q kind of went, you know, after you left and then Q had to go around, dude, it was like, it was hard for him, me to be with an AAU team. Cause I'm like, I don't know what you guys are doing here. Like you got <laughs> freelancers, you got, I mean, literally dude, like you, if your whole program is about guys who are just going to freelance, yeah, yeah. then it's going to be hard. Like Q couldn't even operate in it. Like he was like, yeah, dad, yeah. I can't do it because the structure, the discipline, um, all of that just was not there. And so it literally would, he actually became like a, a worse player. Like he, yeah. he said, yeah. and listen, this was a crazy thing for me to watch my own son. I'm like, dude, you're like way better than this. But because that dynamic of what was put in him from eight years old. So, yeah. you know, you take a kid that's from eight years old to, to 13 or 14 with nothing but discipline, consistency, yeah. hard yeah. work, getting beat down push 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 hard 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 push 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 nope. and then you go somewhere where they let the freelancers get away with murder nope. then you're looking like so man dude i'm off the court but this dude get to do you know what i'm saying so you yeah. start and it, and when you come from a team to where you said everybody like i don't think i've ever seen you not well those kids fit. don't make those 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 freelancers <laughs> those freelancers don't make it in life and that's just the truth i mean you can be extremely good it's kind of cliche to say you could be extremely good and these AAU right. coaches and it's not every AAU coach it's just coaches in general I mean yeah. everybody wants the best players right right and and they and when you come across a kid that's extremely talented I mean they let some of these kids get away with things which sometimes you know the good players they kind of do get away but you're not going to get away with doing the wrong thing that's the whole that's you're not the gonna part. get away with doing you the can't wrong get thing. away with doing the wrong you're not gonna thing. get away doing the wrong thing now you may be as a as a good player you may be able to take more shots yes <laughs> you may yes. be able to go one-on-one a couple times just be yep. i'll just be real but right. when it comes to like the core values of respecting your teammates and 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 being on time and being disciplined i mean right oh that falls in line with everybody yeah. and as a coach if you're not consistent, if you're changing the play over and over and over because it's not working 
And right. the Monday you you want to run flex, and the Tuesday you want to run dribble drive, and then you want to run horns on right. on Wednesday. That shows the kids right there. Kids, like I said, kids are smart. He don't know what he's doing, and he's right. not consistent. So what what do they do? Whatever. They ain't right. gonna say it. I know. <laughs> and but in their mind, they're gonna be like. He, he he doesn't he doesn't have that structure or that discipline yeah. that it takes. And right. listen, and this is right. the thing, when you're dealing with boys, um, and like I said, this show is all about taking our young men uh yep. and and giving them the focus so that they can be able to create this value and this identity and this purpose in their life. And so um, you know, when you got Q at eight years old, man, that was between eight and thirteen, man, that's all identity. Like yep. that's yep. all identity. No. that leaked over into his value of what he yeah. brought to the team. Like what value do I bring? And, and fortunately, this is what I tried to tell Co- I think, man, you had to sit down and talk when we, when I first got Q on the team was, is that as a father, dude, I'm extending you, my son, and I'm extending this for you to actually be an extension of me. <laughs> right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like you have to right. be an extension of the fathers who want the best for their kids. So if you're exactly. a coach, you have got to have, like you said that before, which is have that right attitude where, yo, I got to actually kind of get past making a thousand bucks or 2000 bucks. Like I can't get focused on that. Cause that'll take me off of having the right, the right, right. mentality to actually build these kids. Cause I mean, I can go down a whole list of kids who are, that came under the team overlook program. I mean, or shading them out there, uh, uh, out at uh pioneer. I mean, Chris pioneer. I mean, pioneer is literally one of the top ba- uh, high school basketball teams. Yep, yep. They're in the top 10. Uh, you got Imani out there. I mean, you got a lot of these guys out here who came from up under that umbrella who are out here doing their thing. I mean, yep. Q is over at Southfield Christian. I mean, there's people who came out of a lot of these different things, man, that actually, um, that you were able to put your imprint on. I appreciate yeah. you being able to put that imprint on uh, a lot of those young guys. Well, if you're uh, not, if you're not, if you're not giving, if you're not giving to the youth or the generation behind you, what are you doing? <laughs> right. What like I say doing? that with a ser- serious face. Like everybody, like, I was reading this. I was reading this Kobe book, and it was a quote. He was saying that everybody was schmeagles, like off Lord of the Rings. Everybody <laughs> want to keep. <laughs> everybody want to keep stuff to themselves. Like, right. like, what are you doing? Like, you're everybody's purpose on this earth is obviously to learn, uh, be mentored. But you got to give, man. You got to give. Be, like yeah. all the stuff that my dad taught me. You know, and, and, and the coaches that I learned from and mentors right. that I, man, I, so much knowledge, like, I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm not right. going to play forever. So right. I just always wanted to give it to these kids because I don't ever want them to say, man, coach didn't give it to me. Even if they never asked, I was going to give it. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, right. If, if you didn't ask, I'm going to get it. Like, right. I'm going to go overtime. I didn't, I don't believe in our sessions. You know this, like, yeah, I do. train from five to six. No, if I feel like we need to go from five to seven, then we're gonna go seven. And that next parent, she gotta understand, or he gotta right. understand. And they did, they did yep. because they knew I was gonna do the same thing for everybody. So you yep. gotta be willing to give, man. Like, you can't, yeah. you gotta give the knowledge, man. And that's why I commend you for having this show because you get you pour knowledge into, you know, I hate to say it, parents need it, man. Yeah, and that's the thing is that, well, I think as fathers, I think we have to sometimes, we need to hear coaches 
give us their their uh, point of view of how they view the kids. What are you really expecting out of kids? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm going to tell you what, you know, I see on Twitter and stuff, coaches are always making all kind of comments. You know, if your son ain't doing this, he ain't doing that. He ain't doing this. He ain't doing that. It's like, I hear you, right? No, but, no. you know, the best coach to me is a coach that could take a kid who has no athleticism, yeah. who has, who's been timid all his life, who's, who, and then turn that dude into a, a beast. Like now you're talking about being a coach. You're not really that great of a coach. Yeah. If, if all your players are studs, if yeah. everybody on your team is a stud, then who are you developing? Like, can you actually develop a player and turn them into a beast? But well, that, takes, it, that takes time. That, that take, takes listen. That, Time is. You have to be a giver. <laughs> you got to be a giver, man. You, I don't, I don't care what anybody say. Listen, you have to be a giver, yep. and that mean, and you have to do, and be a coach from your heart. Yep. To take on a couple of projects every year. I'm not telling you saying that your whole team has got to be. I mean, you're a brave young man to take, you know, ten guys who had, you know, no clue of what they were doing, and then start transforming these. I mean, Q is an is a prime time three point shooter because basically you drilled this dude. <laughs> well, you got to know for you seven have, years. <laughs> you gotta, but you, but it's a, that's the thing. Like when it comes to coaching, it's not, you know, the drawing on a board and, you know, skill development, you really have to pay attention to the kid before right. you even put a basketball in their hands or even start talking basketball, you got to understand the kid. You understand right. where they come from. You got to understand what makes them tick, what throws them off the ledge. Like I knew I can get on cue. Why? Because I pay attention to who his parents are. Right. You know, his dad get on him, pull him to the side and grab him up by his shirt. and that. So I know, okay, he, he has that in his household. I may not be able to do that with another kid. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I may not be able to do that. So you have to know what makes a kid tick. And that, that's not just basketball. That's in business that's, or yep, whatever. That's, that's everywhere. That's global. So you really have to pay attention. Everybody wants to focus on, I'm going to get this kid because he's good and I'm going to get that. No, I actually feel like it's better to take, you know, that average kid. You know, you hear Eric Thomas say it all the time, you know, yes. average skill, phenomenal will. Right. You know, right. I want to, I want that kid that's average that his will is so ridiculous that you right. cannot, you have to give him a scholarship. Right. You got to give, you, you've got, he, you got to put him on a scouting report. You have to you have, put you him You got no him. choice. You got I mean, no choice. Look at your boy, look at your boy uh, Morant coming out of Murray. <laughs> nobody even knew, nobody. Listen, yeah, nobody knew. This goes on. No. The thing is this, when they interviewed him, interviewed his dad, his dad said pretty much the exact same thing I would hear your dad say, <laughs> which is, we were up every morning. I, I practiced with that dude before I went to work. When yep. I got off from work, it was that father-son time. Uh, yep. And, and Morant, he cried like a baby standing yep. next to his dad during the draft date because oh, yeah. basically he just could not believe that dad, like, man, dad, you were right. Like hard work, you stay in the process, and whether it's you get a scholarship for basketball, you get an academic scholarship, uh, you move on past school, you go to be a doctor, a lawyer, whatever, it's mm. just having that process of determination, that, that discipline, that I am not going to give up attitude. Uh, and I like that that is what you brought to these young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then uh, you transitioned over to ladies.
which was <laughs> hilarious, right? Because it was like U of M was like a boys basketball team. So I, I, I got it. Like, okay, cool. So what was the transition All right. <laughs> from, from U of M basketball okay. with the fellas over to Jackson? All right. So it, 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 to kind of this, we'll go back a little bit. I didn't even – people don't understand that. I didn't really want to be a coach because I was scared. Now, this is the first time I can actually say this. Like, I was afraid to be a coach. Why? Because I kept hearing things about, you know, to be a college coach is, is politics and is who you know and this, that, and the third. And I remember taking Squirt. Little, you, know, you know Squirt. Yeah, great, yeah. Yeah, so I was running a hill with Squirt. And Coach Foley, one of my old AAU coaches, you probably know who Coach Foley is. He played at Belleville. Uh, but Coach Foley is a mentor of mine, always gave me great advice. And he saw me, said, man, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm training. Like, <laughs> what you, <laughs> what you, what you think what I'm doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm out here training, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm training. He was like, no, what are you doing? I said, I'm training, Foley. He said, you're not coaching? I said, well, I'm coaching high school because I coach high school basketball. You sure did, Summit. And, yep. Yeah, I was coaching at Summit. And I said, I just applied at Pioneer. And he was like, dude, with the knowledge that you have, like, you got to be willing. You got you to gotta try, man. You got to connect. You got to start networking. You got to start networking with people. Yeah. But my ego didn't want me, didn't allow me to want to connect and talk to people. Like, I was like, ah, man, I'm... Uh, I'm not gonna talk to nobody. They gotta come talk to me, like that type of thing. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Like, they gotta, uh, and I thought about it, and I said, you know, when somebody's right, when you slam that door in that car, and you just sit there, sit and you there be like, for a minute. yeah, you ponder. You be like, man, like the dude. He. That's why I respected Foley because he told me the truth. Right. So the first thing I did was, I'm hitting up Foley and said, man, give me some names. Give me some names because I don't like when people tell me. You soft, basically. That's what he was telling me. Like, <laughs> in other words, he was, in other words, like you soft, man, and you, you scary, do like, right? And that's scary. not where you come from. Like, come on. So, make a long story short, I was just sending out messages. I ended up getting a phone call from the U of M Dearborn coach Taylor Langley, a guy I respect to this day. He said, called me and said, "Listen, I know." He called me. I looked at the phone. I declined it. Like, I don't know no Dearborn number. So he called again. I picked it up. He was like, ah, this is, you know, Coach Taylor Langley. I would like to bring you on. I heard about you. I would like to bring you on staff. But we're not going to be able to pay you. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, there go my ego again. Uh, not going to do it. Not going to do it. Call my dad. Call my dad. Listen, I know what Pop said. <laughs> I called my dad. I said, listen. I said, dad, man. So I got this offer to go coach at uh, U of M Dearborn. First thing he said was do it. He didn't ask about no money. He didn't ask how much I was getting paid. He said, do it. Right. And I was like, Dad, but I ain't getting paid. He said, man, this is the problem. All y'all young boys want to do is, y'all, it's all about money for y'all. Money. money. Y'all don't never want to work for nothing. Y'all, y'all, y'all don't never want to. You got to do things for free. Is this what you love to do? This is what you want to do? Right. Sometimes you got to do things for free to get it back on a return. Yeah, people, this right here, before he even finished, this is the positioning. Like, this is why we're having this conversation. Process. How do you position yourself? Now, look at this. This is a free, this is free work oh, only man. to position yourself. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I want man, to so I, I'm sitting there and I'm at home. I'm like, man, like, my dad ain't never been wrong. Mom ain't never been wrong. 
like I can't. I'm I'm really trying to go back and think, have they ever been wrong? Like, yeah. I'm like, all right. So I called Taylor and uh, Coach Langley back, and I said, listen, I'll take the job. And my my dad said, you gonna treat this job just like you treated going to work, just like you treated going overseas. You're gonna be the first one there, last one to leave, this, that, and the third. So I put in my time. I put in my time. I was there every practice. And at the same, at that time, I was still doing AAU. Yep. So I was kind of like all over, no rest, yeah. doing scout reports, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And, um, you know, it worked out, man. It was a blessing because that year it was the first time in school history that University of Michigan Dearborn won a national championship. And we ended up playing in South Dakota. It was the first time ever. We just had an amazing season. Uh, and it, it hasn't been done since, man. And that's how I positioned myself to go to Jackson State. After yeah. I left University of Michigan-Dearborn, I put in an application at Jackson State, not thinking that I was going to even get a look. You know, it was just luck, I guess. I mean, I, I put in an application. <laughs> I was actually the head coach. I was sending her messages on Facebook, like, I want the job. I want the job. She wouldn't respond. I want the job. Resend, 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 resend. And finally she responded and she gave me an interview and I ended up getting a job and that's how I ended up in Jackson. And then we had we had two great years at Jackson. My first year under the new staff, uh Coach Reed, awesome, awesome coach, Tamika Reed. You know, shout out to her out there. Uh, you know, she led the team to the championship her first season. Yeah, and I, yeah we, why, we were following you, dude. I was following first, Yeah, First season, and then last year, we broke records. We were 16-2 in the conference, and the COVID hit. So we don't even know if we probably, we probably would have went to the NCAA tournament. Right, right, So right. it was just – it's just – again, it just went back to the basics, man. It was about listening to your parents, yep. uh, putting in that hard work and not being scared. And the key thing in that is you <laughs> – you have to position yourself with other people. You have to network. Yeah. For those out there, nothing is going to be given. Sometimes it's about who you know. I hate to say it, but it's about who you know. It is. It is. You know, know. It, 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 it really <laughs> is. But that comes from, you can know people, but if you're not treating people right, yep. that means that, nothing. Yep. Yep. It means nothing. It's about, it's got to be organic, man. Because yeah. your basketball, coaching, if y'all want to be coaches out there, it's a small fraternity. Yeah. Somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows you. Yeah. So it's all about treating people the right way. Yeah. And and the thing of that, I mean, and and um, I mean, I know this ain't Bible study, but the thing of that, that's really what God wants us to do. God is like telling us that your name has got to be above any riches. Like you you can't sacrifice name, character, integrity for wealth. Like you can't do it, which is yep. what your dad was really teaching yep. you is that yep. yo, check this out. If you do this for free you literally make Daryl Hudson a household name because that coach is going to say, yo, this dude did his job almost. He did his job like we were paying him. (laughs) I mean, literally, like that's the name that you want to have on the books. Like you want that on the books, which is, hey, this is a reference. And they call him. It's like, hey, what did Daryl Hudson? The first thing he's going to say is the dude did it for free. (laughs) Like we don't have that. if, If you can't pull away from what this man's character is for me telling you that he showed up here every day, never missed a practice, worked hard, one on one sessions, blah, blah, blah. And he did it for free. Then I'm sorry. There's nothing else I can tell you. I don't need to go and tell you about his work ethic. Nah, he did it nah. for free and he never missed a beat. You nah, know what you, I'm saying? It, I mean, whatever you want to do in life, make sure you're doing something that you love to do, because if it's something that you love to do, you will do it for free. 
Yeah. It, 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 I mean, it is what it is. Again, like I said, it may sound cliche, but I love basketball. I love teaching. So if I have to sacrifice, and I didn't even look at it as a sacrifice. I just wanted to coach at the right. top level. Like it's, I have, I like to challenge myself. I wanted to yeah. coach in high school. I, I, I did it all from the beginning. Like right. I coached freshman basketball in high school. Right. And then I ended up being a varsity coach and I was coached AAU. So I kind of saw all, all levels. So I was like, you know what? If this is the route I got to take to be a college coach, <laughs> right. I'm going to do it. You know right. what I'm saying? I like right. to challenge myself because right. I, I say it like this. Coaching your son and those group of boys helped me be a college coach to this day. To me, yeah. college coaching is easy because I know how to deal with different personalities. Exactly. And you know, it, it helped right. me. Right. You know, and boys really help you because they got egos. They'll right. challenge you now. You did, right. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> right. hey, it's been a couple of times I had to go in the vault with some of these boys and yeah. play them one-on-one, you know what I mean? Because right. that's what boys do. Yeah. Females is totally, they, that's a whole different thing. Like, women, they listen. I know that's but they yeah. li- they're very fundamentally sound. They listen yeah. and they want to work. They yeah. want to work. I mean, not all of them, but the majority of the ones I've been around, like they want to get out there and, and try to please and do the right thing, man. Yeah. So it's a little different. Help me. It helped yeah. me as a coach. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we got it. We're coming around to the end of it, but uh, yep. just kind of uh, fill us in. So what, so this new role that you have now here at, uh, at uh, University of Nebraska, just kind of give us, you know what I'm saying, what are we looking to see from you for the next uh, year or so here? Man, hopefully we change the, we change the culture here, man. That's what, that's what, that's the main thing is not even basketball, man, just changing the mentality. You know, they had a rough couple years, and uh, that's the challenge that Coach Banks, you know, wants to endure. I mean, she wants to come here and, you know, change a program. That's, that's, what, it's, that's what it's about, man. Like, I'm not going to tell you, you know, we're going to win the championship this year. But what I am going to tell you is that we're going to change the culture and, and the girls they are going to be mentally tougher yeah. than what they have been. Uh, they're going to have fun. That's that's one of the most important things, and they're gonna learn, man. They're gonna learn, and when you when you have all those qualities and you're accountable as well, yeah. Nine nine times out of ten, you end up on the right side. Yeah. So it, it should be it should be a fun it should be a fun season. Hopefully, we have a season. Right. But well, uh, hopefully, everything kind of settles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm positive that it will. Yeah. But um, yeah, we'll we'll have fun, Coach Banks. Shout out to Coach Banks. She's a great coach. Shout out to the organization, uh, University of Nebraska Omaha. They've been nothing but great, first class organization. Um, but we should have fun, man. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. Well, listen, man. I'm gonna tell you this. This is their, uh, you know, University of Nebraska Omaha coach. If, if y'all listening and watching this, you guys picked up an excellent, excellent guy. Uh, very credible all the way around. I've been knowing the guy six, seven, eight years here. Um, so I'm just telling you that uh, he's definitely a proven warrior. <laughs> like he's definitely a warrior. Like I'm, I can tell you, if I can't tell you absolutely nothing else, is that he would not give up. He would not quit. He's definitely a one thousand percent warrior, and uh, and you can definitely push on this guy. So make sure you push on him for all the kids that he had to beat up. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Push on this dude, man. Make you suffer. No. Uh, but listen, dude, I appreciate uh, your time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you 
relaxing or either getting yourself ready and stuff. But I do want to say thank you very much for sharing this opportunity, man, giving us Absolutely. one hour of nothing but wisdom and, and a wealth of knowledge around the process of uh, positioning ourselves for the next level. Yep. Uh, uh, go ahead and uh, you could tell everybody how they can get at you if they want to, you know, kick it or some knowledge or anything. You got social media, anything that people can, you know, touch. Well, you, with you can go to my Instagram page with secret underscore is underscore work. Uh, just you could DM me. You can, whatever you want, I can talk to you. I, I, I talk to everybody. If you want to know something or have any questions, you can contact me on there where they can get with you. You can give them my number. I don't care. I don't care how For it sure. goes. So, For so sure. uh, you can, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. Sweet deal. And I just want to let everybody know also, if you do follow a man on his uh, Twitter account, The Secret Didn't Work, he definitely puts up a lot of great videos, man, that you can uh, provide to your kids, your young ladies, or the young fellas out there that's doing some basketball, footwork, up face, uh, down screens. I mean, this guy literally <laughs> on his downtime is like crazy, right? Because he should be relaxing, but he's not. He's like literally putting together these. And these are not no cheesy videos. These are like phenomenal nah. videos that this dude is putting together. Uh, but of real time uh uh, putting yourself in real time uh, position to be a, a great scorer. Uh, that was probably one of Daryl's biggest thing is heavy defense and uh, having multiple ways to be able to score. So whatever you do, check out those videos, man, because you definitely have a wealth of knowledge that he can share with the kids. Uh, you know what to do. This is the Manology Project podcast. Uh, definitely, you know, follow us on all the social platforms. Uh, you can actually get at us on all of the social platforms as far as uh, reaching out for the podcast. Uh, I'm also going to upload this video to my Manology Project YouTube channel uh, so that we can continue to keep this rotating in rotation here. Uh, just share it, everybody, if you can, man, hit that share button. This is good information, positioning our kids uh, to make it to the next level with Mr. Dale Hudson, the assistant coach over at University of Nebraska, Omaha, and we are out. Thanks, out. man. Thanks, right, man. man, for having me, man. Yes, sir. And last thing, for anybody out there, your job is to inspire and give, man. Give and inspire. You do that, Hey, we're in a better place. Man. All right, big bro. All right, man. All right, now.